Yo, welcome to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. We're your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover breaking news, culture, matic warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. Anyways, uh, interesting news. <sighs> Silvergate, Silvergate Bank, which is a bank that a lot of exchanges have been using, looks like it could possibly go under. Silvergate Bank was the bank that uh, Michael Saylor used to facilitate a loan to buy more Bitcoin. Um, so interesting. We're going to cover into the details of that, whether he has exposure. But I tried to fit this in the title, but we ran out of characters. Not only Michael Saylor, but also El Salvador apparently uses, uses Silvergate Bank for the Chivo wallet as well. So uh, it's kind of a big deal. It's been making the news cycle lots of news. We're going to dig deep into it. And then here's another thing, guys, right? So, and I think we covered this, uh, whether it was on yesterday's episode, the day before, is that, uh, you know, crypto companies and Bitcoin companies, more importantly, uh, you know, they haven't really been treated well by banks, right? We've heard a lot of unbankings, um, you know, specifically, uh, you know, Corey Clipston, CEO of Swan, tweeted this out, where Citibank unbanked uh, Swan, right? So, you know, if if one of the trusted banks went under and there's really no other options, this kind of ties into the theory of Nick Carter, right? Operation Choke Point, if, if you guys remember, where, you know, the Biden administration is trying to isolate the industry from the legacy financial system. And if there's no banking, uh, there's no no banking solutions. Anyways, you know, it's not that black and white. There's a lot more nuance. And, you know, uh, you know, the beauty of capitalism is that when there's an opportunity created because a competitor goes down, someone will take its place, right? So anyways, we're going to get into this. We're going to get into all the details. We're also going to talk about Nigeria. And I got Opti. Uh, Opti, Opti is going to cover that today. And an interesting Forbes article that dropped the things that they are saying in that article, bro, has me feeling super uber bullish. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's very interesting. We referenced it a couple of days ago, but we're going to go full into it. And it's something we've been covering here for a long time. You know, the the adoption of Bitcoin in Nigeria. Uh, we've had a lot of boots on the ground, a lot of Bitcoin friends telling us that it is not just hype and hopium that people are adopting Bitcoin in real time. So it's just beautiful to see that the, the Bitcoin message is strong. The Bitcoin signal is strong around the world. So, hey, man, we're going to cover that today. We're going to cover that. I love talking about Bitcoin being adopted in the global south, in developing countries, because there, there, people have the, the incentive to seek an alternative because their current state money, their local fiat money, trash right you you it double digit inflation is normal right and what greater incentive what greater incentive to adopt something like bitcoin and i would even make the case that bitcoin is for them bitcoin's for everybody but bitcoin was made specifically for those people we do have financial privilege in the west we do have financial privilege in developed countries that have relatively stable fiat currencies and a relatively low inflation rate and if that's the case, and if you have great, you know, financial rails and payment platforms, then the incentive isn't really there. People like, you know, people don't really take action unless they are forced to. Um, anyways, we're going to get to all that. It's going to be a great show. Really looking forward to it. Let's get to the numbers, guys. Let's do this.
the Bitcoin numbers. Brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. That's right, guys. Don't trust someone else's no. Don't trust someone else's copy of the Bitcoin blockchain. Anyways, I want to tell you guys about the biggest Bitcoin conference in the world. It's coming up. Miami Beach, Florida, Bitcoin 2023, May 18th through the 20th. You don't want to miss it. And you can take advantage of the promo code simply to get 10% off your tickets to the biggest largest Bitcoin celebration on planet Earth, Bitcoin 2023. I want to go through some of the speakers, Michael Lewis, Arthur Hayes, Michael Saylor, Jack Maulers, Alex Gladstein, Preston Pish, Stacey Herbert, Greg Foss, Odell, Lynn Alden, and many, many more. Once again, take advantage of the promo code. Simply get a big discount on your tickets. At the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is 22395 sats per dollar, 4465 block height, 779150 reachable Bitcoin node. 16,088 blocks to the having 60,850 having estimate April 22nd 2024 total lightning network capacity 5,383 Bitcoin capacity value 120 million US dollars realized monetary inflation my favorite stat out of all this I know it doesn't move on a daily basis but 10 years from now hopefully simply Bitcoin's around you guys are going to remember you guys are going to remember, you're going to look back on the on the YouTube videos, you're going to look back and be like, holy crap, they've been saying it when it was 1.76%. Isn't the halving beautiful? And the market capitalization of Bitcoin, $432 billion. Anyways, today, guys, I have a video from uh, Jack Dorsey himself, and he's speaking to, I, I guys, I'm terrible with pronunciations, uh, Farida. Uh, she was on Natalie Burnell's podcast, just Bitcoin. Bitcoin adoption in Africa. Remember, this is what we were talking about. And we're going to talk about Nigeria today and that very powerful article from Forbes. Anyways, let's check out the clip and then we'll talk about it. And, and uh, it, it's useful as a tool um, to, to, to you and your work. Absolutely. Um, I luckily found Bitcoin thanks to the Human Rights Foundation. And to be honest, I, I spoke to Alex Gladstone in 2018 when I was speaking at the Oswald Freedom Forum. Then um, I was sharing about some of the difficulties we are having in terms of uh, raising funds and, and, and mobilizing resources for our struggle. And then he asked me if I have ever explored Bitcoin. Um, at first, I didn't give it much a thought, but eventually, uh, when he and I engaged in a conversation once again, I asked myself, why not try? Um, and at that time, it was only something I was interested in as a tool. Um, and uh, when he taught me about it and I did more research to understand how it works, how to buy it and send it, and then I eventually taught uh, uh, members of my movement um, how to set it up and receive it, um, we were only interested in making it easier for us to access money, send money, and receive money. But then eventually I tried to dive in more into understanding the philosophy of Bitcoin itself. Then I realized that it is something that is built on financial freedom. The idea that institutions and governments and, uh, uh, um, and people shouldn't have a total control of people's monetary uh, freedom. Um, and that institutions shouldn't have the power to prevent people from accessing their own resources, spending their own money. Um, then it also made me realize that we have 
countless of people in countries like mine. In Togo, for example, about 70% of people don't have bank accounts. And for a long time, uh, uh, um, um, those people were completely excluded from the monetary system. It means they cannot access loans. They can never uh, uh, um, um, obtain things like student loans or mortgages, stuff like that. So remember, guys, when they say that, you know, they, they try to paint their narrative, right, that Bitcoin uses too much energy, right, that, you know, the, their currency is inclusive. Um, remember that video, right? Remember, if you live in the West, you have the financial privilege. You have a, you have a currency that is relatively stable in value. The inflation rate is relatively low. You have developed financial rails, but the vast majority of the world do not have that privilege. And that is who Bitcoin is for, right? And also shout out to Jack Dorsey, who stepped down from Twitter, and I think he's just dedicating his life to uh, Bitcoin adoption. And that's why his beard continues to get longer and longer. Happened to me too. I wasn't able to grow facial hair until I started hodling Bitcoin and then just you know, came out of nowhere. I don't know what happened. Um, and the laser eyes came after that. Um, but the point is that, you know, this is what Bitcoin is for. Uh, stories like Farida, we're hearing that over and over again. We've had guests on the show to voice similar stories. And it's so powerful. It's so powerful. It's so impactful because Bitcoin actually provides meaningful change to their lives today. Right. In the West, we have a whole other fight. We really have a whole other fight. I think the global south is is going to adopt Bitcoin a lot quicker, right? Because the man in the suit that goes on TV says, guys, you have to use the central bank digital currency. Have to use this because it's the law. Like, no one really pays attention to that when it's about listening to the guy in the suit on TV when you have double-digit inflation and it's about putting food on the table for your family Versus in the West, right? They can get away with that. There's still that authority there. They're, they're basically doing the same thing, creating money out of thin air. They're printing money, but that authority, that, that false sense of authority, you know, like, like the federal reserve. And it's not, it's not coincidence that those buildings look so authoritative, right? It's not coincidence that bankers wear suits, right? It's to inspire trust is to inspire confidence, right? And that lie is much easier to get away with in the developed world, right? It's so much easier to get away with that, right? So it's a whole different fight, right? There's the fight in the global south, which is, I think, a very, it's a losing battle for the financial elites, for the United Nations, for the World Economic, from all these people that are advocating and screaming from the rooftop. I never forget that video from that Chinese anchor anchor man when he was like, he was like, the guy asked him, like, what happens if, if uh, you know, people start adopting Bitcoin? He's like, everyone's going to die. Everyone's just going to die. Like, it's like, you know, like, it's just so crazy. Um, but I think that in the developed world, I think it's going to be a battle, Opti. It's going to be a battle. Most people are asleep. They like their Netflix. They like their bread and circuses. You know, they like their HBO. And the incentive of waking up is not quite there. And this isn't just only me saying this. Uh, Natalie Burnell asked Michael Saylor on a Coin Stories podcast, what keeps him up at night? And I never forget his answer. And that's something, you know, I've been going down that rabbit hole. 
which is people just don't care about sound money, you know? So if that's the case, like if people are just going to willingly walk into CBDCs because it's slightly more convenient, like, brah, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I have no idea. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to convince you, you know, um, but it is what it is. Anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts on this? And then we'll hit the news. Yeah, well, I just kind of first want to touch on what you said at the very end right there. Um, it is kind of a sobering thought and a sad thought as well uh, when you kind of come to the understanding that people really don't want sound money or rather they don't understand what the issue is and hence why we continuously tell people that like, you know, the average human needs to feel a lot of pain before they will look for the solutions. And unfortunately, that pain means people, you know, losing their shirt, losing their life savings, continuously get wrecked by inflation. But I mean, we've been saying for a while on this show, and it's one of the things we always harp on is the same question, like, why are we being forced to use a money that steals from us? Like, we, we always lay out the same idea that Bitcoin is the most inclusive. What do you always say, Nico? The most inclusive, the most equitable, the most... Uh, like free money in the world. It is the fairest money in the world. And it's just beautiful to see that this message is spreading around the world and people are using it. People are adopting it and people are coming to that understanding that we've all came to. And, and that's why we, you know, show up every single day. And this is why we love Bitcoin and all you guys out there love Bitcoin as well, because you know, Bitcoiners really do want to help the world. Like we see a problem in the world and we understand you fix the money, you fix the world. It's not going to solve every problem in the world, but it's the base layer that every other problem can be fixed once we take back our money, take back our time, you know, take back our life and our energy and build on something that will last for a long time. That doesn't just, you know, that isn't parasitic on the human society. So, you know, like down with the fiat currencies and uh, up with Bitcoin. Number will go up again, guys, soon. <laughs> eventually, eventually it does. Anyways, everybody, let's get to news. We got plenty to talk about. The Daily News. Brought to you by Blockstream Jade, built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. It's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin. Blockstream Jade houses a full color camera, allowing for fully air-gapped Bitcoin transactions. Scan and display QR codes directly on the device to sign transactions and verify addresses with ease. Use your Blockstream Jade with your favorite wallet software, such as the Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, and Sparrow. Get yourself a Blockstream Jade today and take self-custody of your Bitcoin. All right, everybody. So I want to talk about Silvergate. Uh, Silvergate is a big deal for anyone who doesn't know, right? They were the bank of a lot of predominant shitcoin exchanges. Um, let me name some of them for audio listeners. We have Coinbase, Paxos, Crypto.com, Gemini, Kraken, Bitstamp, Circle, and of course, the now defunct FTX. Um, let me read, let me give some context about what happened. Um, there's a Yahoo News article. I think it was the one that I found that uh, explained it in the most easy to understand fashion. Does crypto industry distance itself from Silvergate as bank collapses? Goes on to say, on Thursday, several crypto firms made statements meant to distance themselves from crypto-friendly bank Silvergate, which saw shares free fall on Thursday after company delayed its annual report and said it would report further losses. 
Coinbase, Paxos, Ga Galaxy Digital, Gemini, Bitstamp, Crypto.com, and Circle each issued statements saying that they have cut ties with a once crucial partner linking them to the traditional banking system. MicroStrategy has also addressed concerns for its Silvergate loan in the event the bank faces insolvency. We'll get to that. The distancing, the distancing from the crypto industry adds another business challenge for Silvergate, which gave notice late Wednesday it won't meet a March 16th extension to file its annual report and cast, and cast doubt on its ability to continue as a going concern over the next 12 months. Shares of the company were down as much as 56% in afternoon trade on Thursday. Looks like a shit coin, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it looks like to me. It went up. And then it went, went up and then it went down. This is like an all time low from, yeah, from all the way from this is, this is an all time low. This is this, this all time low. This does not look good. Anyways, quote, Coinbase has de minimis corporate exposure to Silvergate. And the company said Coinbase added that, quote, out of an abundance of caution, it is no longer accepting or initiating payments to or from Silvergate. New York based crypto trust and stablecoin issuer Paxos also announced it was cutting ties with Silvergate. Paxos said it had discontinued transfers from its Silvergate account and does not have material exposure to the bank. Quote, we leverage a diverse network of banking partners, Paxos said. Galaxy Digital UK headquarters exchange uh, Bitstamp and Crypto.com also said in statements shared with Yahoo Finance that they are halting banking transactions with Silvergate, quote, out of an abundance of caution and that none of the companies are facing material losses. Quote, if you do choose to deposit funds into this account, you do so at your own risk. Gemini said it had zero customer funds and zero GUSD with Silvergate. Quote, we maintain relationship with several banking partners. We are sensitive to the concerns around Silvergate and are in the process of unwinding certain services with them and notifying customers to stablecoin uh, stable, stable issue circle. Now, what I think that you guys are going to find the most interesting um, is the MicroStrategy aspect, the MicroSailor aspect, and most importantly, the part that we didn't get to put in the title is that the government of El Salvador, Chivo Wallet, also counts Silvergate as a key financial partner. Interesting. Anyways, out of all people, looks like Binance wasn't using Silvergate. Um, so moving on. So let's get to some of the Michael Saylor MicroStrategy news. Uh, uh, clearly, this was some. This was alarming to people because people remembered that um, MicroStrategy took out a loan from, if my memory serves me correctly, I could be wrong here. Please correct me in the chat if you think so. They used that loan to buy more Bitcoin. So they, they kind of leveraged themselves and they leveraged themselves with a bank that is now, you know, looks like it's, you know, it's not doing so hot. So when we say that Michael Saylor is different than, no different than all the rest of us, I think all the rest of us could could definitely remember that we learned some of these lessons. We've 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 experienced some of these things in the past, right? So it's crazy how Bitcoin everyone is equal in Bitcoin. Everyone has to pay a price of tuition. It doesn't matter whether you're a nation state like El Salvador, you know, you're down, or whether you're a multi-billionaire with a multi-billion dollar company. Looks like you have to pay your price of tuition as well. Anyways, this is an official response by Michael Saylor regarding MicroStrategy and Silvergate. Um, this is a MicroStrategy response and tweet. Um, quote, we have a loan from Silvergate not due until quarter 2025. 
there are market concerns regarding Silvergate's financial condition. For anyone wondering, the loan wouldn't accelerate because of Silvergate insolvency or bankruptcy. Our Bitcoin collateral isn't custodied with Silvergate, and we have no other financial relationship with them. Um, interesting. Um, so Stony Bison, Bitson, replies, seems at odds with your comments a few weeks ago about them being sound and continuing to do business with them. Now, I, I searched for these. I couldn't find them. If you guys have a screenshot, let me know. But if that is the case, right, that is really interesting because um, it's kind of like a chain in tune, right? Anyways, so more uh, micro MicroStrategy news. Do you guys remember the lawsuit that was, they sued Michael Saylor in the District of Columbia, right, which is Washington, D.C., the Imperial City, and when this happened, we made the case on Simply Bitcoin that it was political. Now, out of anywhere in the country, right, what is the city that benefits the most? What is the, what is the, the center of the Central Bank of the United States, of the Federal Reserve? Where is it located? In Washington, D.C. Now, I'm not saying it's related, but that is surely a big coincidence. Anyways... So MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor loses case to dismiss claims that he failed to pay personal income taxes. The District of Columbia alleges that Saylor didn't pay income taxes for over a number of years, avoiding more than $25 million in taxes to the district. Um, it goes on to say the rulings did dismiss claims that Saylor and his company conspired to violate Washington, D.C.'s False Claims Act which is a federal law that holds persons and companies liable for defrauding governmental programs. In August 2022, the District of Columbia filed a complaint through its Office of Attorney General against Saylor and his company, alleging that he didn't pay income taxes over a number of years, avoiding more than $25 million in taxes to the district. In October, Saylor filed a motion to dismiss the complaint. A status conference regarding the case is scheduled for March 10th, and the final outcome is not presently determinable. I think that's political. Anyways, so we were talking about Silvergate dropping, you know, off the face of the earth. And it's interesting. Well, this definitely didn't have to do with any regulations, but I'm kind of worried a little bit because there's only so many banks that are willing to do business with the Bitcoin and shitcoin industry, right? And now that you had such a big player, you know, following the United States, right? You know, guys, I can't say any of these things for certain, but what I can tell you is that there's been a sure lot of coincidence nowadays. There's been a lot of coincidences. And isn't this convenient for the actions that the Biden administration is taking to isolate the industry? This is Operation Choke Point 2.0. It's an article by Nick Carter. We've been referencing it tremendously on this show because I think it really paints a, a very good and in-depth picture of everything that's going on. Let me read you a paragraph from the first part. It says, what began as a trickle is now a flood. The U.S. government is using the banking sector to organize a sophisticated widespread crackdown against the crypto industry, and the administration's efforts are no secret. 
They're expressed plainly in memos, regulatory guidance, and blog posts. However, the breadth of this plan, spanning virtually every financial regulator, as well as its highly coordinated nature, has even the most steely-eyed crypto veterans nervous that crypto businesses might end up completely unbanked. Stablecoins may be stranded and unable to manage flows in and out of crypto, and exchanges might be shut off from the banking system entirely. Let's dig in. And now that being said, and this article came out February 8th, you're watching one of the biggest banking solutions for the Bitcoin and shitcoin industry. Basically, everyone's trying to cut ties with them. If everyone's trying to cut ties with them, they're losing their main business. You can make a pretty good bet that there's a high probability that they are going, they're, they're, they are going under. Now, you can't say that entrepreneurs haven't tried to fix this issue or mitigate this issue, but they've been stopped dead in their tracks, right? You have Caitlin Long who, you know, uh, who created the Custodia Bank taking advantage of the Wyoming laws. She tried to, uh, you know, launch this bank, but was denied the federal banking charter, which would make her bank competitive with other banks. Without that charter, she would have to rely on intermediaries and meaning her bank wouldn't be competitive, right? So it's not like they haven't been trying to 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 fix this issue. Just looks like and this is something that we've noticed very early on and I'm I'm going to I'm going to tell it to you guys again, right? The people that are in charge of regulating the industry also you can make the case again, it's not black and white, it's not monolithic that a lot of them have a lot to lose if the industry succeeds, right? You know, this isn't called the separation of of, of money and state, you know, for, for shits and giggles. Like, it is the separation of money and state. And we had Natalie Smolensky, and I asked her point blank. I'm like, look, what's going on with these CBDCs? What, you know, I asked her about Operation Choke Point 2.0. She said, Nico, it's obvious, right? Like, they're not incentivized for, for this to succeed. So... I don't think it's a coincidence that Michael Saylor was sued out of Washington, D.C., which happens to be where the Federal Reserve is located. I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, uh, Bitcoin companies are being debanked, right? I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence that the Biden administration is trying to isolate the industry. Now, what sucks, though, is that because of the shitcoin businesses and because of shitcoins, right, we, they've given them the necessary ammunition to go after Bitcoin, the Bitcoin industry and the shitcoin industry, because most people don't know the difference. Right. And it's, it's a justification. It gives us a look, you guys were right for the regulations. You guys were right to do what you guys have been doing. Right. It makes, you're trying to save the consumer. The consumer needs your help. We need the regulation. Right. So shame on the shitcoiners. Shame on Alex Mashinsky. Shame on uh, SBF. You know, they're just delaying this. Like, and they're giving, in the eyes of the uninitiated, in the eyes of the no-coiner, they're giving the Bitcoin industry that is not related to the shitcoin industry. There's amazing Bitcoin-only companies. There's amazing Bitcoin-only exchanges, right? Swan, obviously, being our favorite. Um, that have proven, right, that you can make a viable business without selling casino money, without selling shit, right? So it's just, it's terrible, dude. And it, it just, it makes me so upset because what's really happening here 
It's just not people speculating and getting rich off Doge and, you know, I don't know if you guys saw that video by the Ethereum Denver people. Holy cow, what the hell is going on there? Um, it's not about that. This is the separation of money and state. And if you want separation of money and state, the only cryptocurrency that can facilitate that is Bitcoin because it's true decentralization. Everything else is an imitation. It's, it, it's, 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 it's all centralized. There's a foundation, there's a founder, there's an entrepreneur that controls it. They change the rules to benefit themselves. Bitcoin is equal, it's equitable, right? You saw it, Michael Saylor paying the price of tuition right now, right? Anyways, lots of coincidences today, Opti. Lots of, uh, lots of things are going on. Now, I'm very interested to see if Silvergate does go down what is going to happen with that Michael with that MicroStrategy loan, right? Now it's 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 awesome to know that you know, and of course, I don't think they would lie about this because they are a very public company, right? But um, it's good to know that at least the collateral isn't held with Silvergate. Like at least there's a silver lining there, right? Because if it wasn't like holy crap, that would be, you know, rug pull, <laughs> rug pull the Chad, right? Anyways, what are your thoughts on all this, Opti? Well, um, I just kind of first want to touch on what you said at the end. Like, shitcoiners make us all look bad. And we've been saying that for a long time. And the same low-hanging FUD lines are continuously being used and rolled out to make Bitcoin look bad. And it's something we talked about in the space all week of, like, as Bitcoiners doing our best to separate Bitcoin from the shitcoin industry and I think, in, you know, we're starting to see that there's a Grand Canyon divide between Bitcoin and shitcoin. It's no longer as a Bitcoiner where we, you know, really have to uh, do the dirty work and get our hands dirty and, and dunk on shitcoiners because they are doing the wreckage by themselves. But I think in the next couple of years, we'll be able to, like, point to examples that that are definitely separating the Bitcoin and the shitcoin industry. But back to this news, you know, the Silvergate collapse right now or seemingly collapse, like it doesn't look good. And uh, it looks like the contagion is not over. So as a Bitcoiner out here, we may be in for some cheap sets. <laughs> you know, we, we may be seeing uh, some price volatility towards the downwards uh, trajectory. But it's something we've been talking about for a while here on the show. You know, on and off ramps are the weak points. And um, this is just continuously playing out in real time. So, again, as a Bitcoin maxi, quote unquote, uh, you know, just as long as you took your Bitcoin into self-custody, you have your Bitcoin off exchanges, uh, just get the popcorn and watch everything play out. And, you know, potentially we might be getting some more cheap sets. So uh, if this contagion uh, with Silvergate actually does blow up and we and we do see some more people uh, go under, then I don't know, man. It's probably not looking too good for the price in the short term, but in the long term, it's, uh, you know, it's clearing out all the wreckage and clearing out everyone that is having shady business practices. So long term, it'll be good. And we'll have these examples to never do again, hopefully. But hey, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm just sitting over here with the popcorn trying to see exactly what's going to play out in the next couple of weeks. So it's very interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, very interesting to say the least. And of course, guys, we'll get you, we'll keep you in the loop. We'll keep you updated. Anyways, Opti, let's get to the culture. Definitely, definitely a lot to talk about. Let's check it out. 
The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right. Also, guys, I want to tell you about a new product launched by Swan. Let me pull it up. Second, guys. It's called Swan Swan IRA. Save money in taxes. Uh, take advantage of this. Just launched Swan IRA. Real Bitcoin, no taxes. Hold your IRA with the most trusted name in Bitcoin. Real Bitcoin, enterprise-grade custody support for traditional and Roth IRAs. If you guys have any questions about this, hit up the Swan team. They can answer any of them. Anyways, Opti, what are we covering on the culture today, my friend? All right, guys. So uh, we've been covering the Nigeria news for a while. We've had a we had a couple friends come on the show. We've definitely had some epic rant in our Twitter spaces, and this is one of those ongoing stories that that we love. And we're also hoping to get more people on the boots, tell us and confirm what we what we are hearing over here in all of our news source. So first and foremost, I brought some headlines. Uh, this first one is again. I'm using Yahoo News. We use the corporate press. Because they still have, uh, for unbeknownst reasons to me, some sense of legitimacy. And so here we got Yahoo News. And this came out, what, November 23rd, 2022. Nigeria hopes new currency. What did you say? November 23rd, the 2022. Corporate, the, the corporate press, what? Oh, oh, the corporate press has some sense of legitimacy, unbeknownst to me. I All right, I'm taking over. Opti's, got, Opti's gone for today's show, everybody. Nigeria hopes new currency. No, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> oh, canceling me live. Okay. All right. Anyways, the headline here. You, from you, you said the only thing that that would that would make me say that. All right. Well, now now you know what gets me canceled over here, guys. All right. This headline. Let's get into the news. And you go quit playing on the show. All right. Nigeria hopes new currency notes curb inflation corruption so yahoo news and then again uh the beginning of this year in january we also heard that bitcoin again using yahoo news yahoo finance bitcoin trades higher in nigeria amid cashless economy drive and the reason i'm bringing those headlines up just to give some context because i mentioned this the other day but we're going to go into this article right here and this is from forbes digital asset uh by a nigerian bitcoiner and first and foremost Something I continuously talk about is the idea that the Bitcoin signal is crossing into the mainstream media or popular media. You know, I, I call it corporate press, whatever. Uh, and you can't stop the signal. And so I find it first and foremost very interesting that Forbes actually published this and it's an editor's pick because it's it's actually quite bullish. Like this is a Bitcoiner. This is a very uh, profound Bitcoin take to be on, you know, the corporate press, the mainstream media. And it, it lays out our message very well. And it's back to the idea that we always talk about. Of, I think humans like freedom, and I think the push towards the CBDC anywhere around the world is going to make more Bitcoiners than uh, 
the powers that be would like. And so, again, this headline is the Nigerian election and Naira crisis are fueling Bitcoin adoption. And we've seen that the push by the Nigerian government to get people onto their CBDC e-Naira system uh, is not working and people are adopting Bitcoin. So I highlighted some portions and I'll read some of this article so we can get some context. So the first paragraph is the recent economic crash or cash crisis in Nigeria caused by the Naira redesign, political climate and economic conditions has increased Bitcoin's value proposition for average Nigerians. In Africa, Bitcoin offers an indispensable financial financial safe haven. So some of the key facts, uh, the Naira redesign has exacerbated the current economic hardship faced by Nigerians and increased pressure on the unbanked. And Nigerians headed to the polls on Saturday to decide the next leader of Africa's largest democracy, with economic challenges being top of mind. And given the current economic climate, Bitcoin is viewed by many Nigerians, especially amongst the younger generation, key key area right there the younger generation as a safe haven for both the underbanked and unbanked as economic conditions worsen so Nigerians are currently facing record high inflation at 21%, uh, a cash shortage of newly redesigned Naira notes and an incoming administration that will determine the country's course for the next few decades and the continent's political landscape. If you've been on Twitter lately and you're in the Bitcoin space, you've been seeing a, a lot of bank runs on ATMs. We've been seeing the the social, uh, I, I would say collapse maybe, but like there's mistrust in the banks. We're seeing all kinds of fights going on for ATMs. It, it looks absolutely horrible out there. Like, uh, you know, shouts out to the people of Nigeria. There's cash shortages on the new notes. They basically, you know, same old game in regards to inflating your fiat money is you create more currencies, uh, or more paper notes, and you just give them bigger numbers. And the effects that it's having on the society is people are feeling the pain. What's Nico? We say you can't hide the sticker shot. And again, not only are they inflating their currency with more fiat notes, they are also at the same time trying to find a new escape route. And as I Highlighted here, according to a report by Bloomberg, the Enera, which they're trying to push on their people, has an adoption of 0.5% of the population. Again, 0.5% of the people are going into the CBDC, even when their government is pushing them towards the CBDC and a cashless society. And again, this is part of what I always say on the show, I am convinced that humans will choose a freer, more fair money, which is Bitcoin, a, a you know, currency that doesn't steal from you. But hey, I'm a, I'm a Bitcoiner. I know, know my bias, but I really think that humans are uh, believers in freedom. And we are seeing this play out in different areas around the world and Nigeria being one of them. So given current situation with the Naira, it's evident that the exchange between these Nairas, the old notes and the new notes is no longer fungible in both the physical and digital context. Fungibility is a necessary component of money. So to say we are in a precarious situation is an understatement. Against this backdrop of economic challenges, Nigerians have continued to flock to cryptocurrencies, mainly USD stablecoins and Bitcoin, to hedge against current inflation and circumvent the various limitations on 
Naira transactions and online payments. It's no wonder Nigeria has ranked 11 on the Chainalysis 2022 Global Crypto Adoption Index and 17th for peer-to-peer exchange trade volume. And this is something we've we've covered. We brought the receipts on the show as well in the past. But this is the part that really, I think, is, is pure signal. And shouts out to... Uh, I'm going to butcher your name, bro. I apologize. Uh, Abu Abubakar Nur Khalil. Appreciate you, bro. Shouts out to you. Uh, I don't know if you're watching this, but we, let, we should try to get him on here. But how's this segment? And this is on Forbes, guys. You know, one of the biggest publications in the United States. And this is what we say all the time. Bitcoin is providing hope. It is providing hope in every corner of the earth. And... I'm going to read this part because I really like this and it really lays out everything we talk about. There's still hope, however, as Bitcoin offers a global alternative to traditional financial rails. Bitcoin's ecosystem is devoid of arbitrary geographical and class-based exclusions. Bitcoin is the only financial system that is genuinely sustained and maintained by its stakeholders. These stakeholders run miners to defend Bitcoin, run nodes to protect the network, and build tools to increase its usability in their jurisdictions, regardless of politics. Bitcoin users are able to improve access for people that need it directly and educate others to ensure Bitcoin users can enjoy the benefits of this open source money. At a fundamental level, Bitcoin is a tool. It is a protocol with free, open, accessible, permissionless, and decentralized network that allows people worldwide to regain control of their money. Therefore, it is an adjacent monetary network that people can opt into to protect against inflation, preserve and grow their wealth due to Bitcoin scarcity, and make instant, cheap global payments without discriminatory barriers. Just like the internet democracy democratizes information. Bitcoin democratizes money. Bitcoin remains a lifeline for Nigerians when economic uncertainty, political unrest, and unemployment are at record high. For those in this diaspora, it has become the only medium to remit from the hard work they put in abroad, not fractions reduced by high fees, as is the case with traditional rails such as Western Union. I love the fact that we we are seeing this not only on Forbes, but as Bitcoiners, as as you know, you guys have seen on Bitcoin Twitter, as we've covered on this show many times, and we will continue to cover what's going on. The signal is rising to the top, and you cannot stop it. Bitcoin is financial inclusion for the whole world. Bitcoin is the fairest. What's Nico say? The most uh, equitable money in the world, and the Bitcoin grass movement is taking over the world. It's happening in real time. It may not be as fast as we like to, but they cannot stop the Bitcoin signal. And as we say right here, you know, in short, Bitcoin is here to stay as are Nigeria's economic challenges. But many Nigerians seek ways to integrate with and leverage Bitcoin's tools to remain economically competitive in global markets, regardless of our local politics. Hope remains. Bitcoin is hope, guys. And shouts out to again, I'm going to butcher your name. Abubakar Noor Khalil, Nigerian Bitcoin, Nigerian Bitcoin core contributor. So he gets we, we, we've had him on the show, by the way. Did we? Yeah. Anyways, I did it a blur. Everything is a blur. Anyways, I didn't want to just bring up this article because I did cover it before. We have been covering this story at times, but shouts out to Ray Yusuf of Paxful. And if you aren't following him on Twitter, then uh, you're you're kind of missing out on, on some a bunch of signal because he his exchange Paxful is getting a lot of 
a lot of peer-to-peer, um, you know, Bitcoin adoption in Nigeria, and he's covering it in real time. And I really love this tweet that he put here. And he goes, Ray Yusuf, Ray Paxful on Twitter, and he goes, if you are a Bitcoiner and you're not following every second of what is happening in Nigeria, then what are you really doing? The youth of Nigeria have adopted Bitcoin and lead the world in real use cases as we always dreamed, and they launched an utterly based world revolution. And the reason I brought that up is because we talk about it all the time. Like you guys out there, you, the Bitcoiner, the individual are the revolution. You are the movement and spreading the Bitcoin signal to, you know, your friends and family is the most important thing. And the youth are waking up to the idea that why should I be using a money that robs me when I have Bitcoin? I live in a digital world. All our money is digital. The more that the powers that be try to push us into CBDCs, the more people are waking up to, hey, I should be using Bitcoin. Bitcoin is easy. Bitcoin is fair. And why should I use your paper money that has an inevitable end of hyperinflation or, you know, 20, 30, 90 percent inflation rates like this is the inevitable end of paper money. And we are getting to a point in in our world where they can only kick the the can down the road for so long. Uh, The fiat system we are in uncharted waters as a whole, as a, as a global economy. And Bitcoin is that life raft. And we try to bring the receipts every single day because people need to hold even a minuscule amount of Bitcoin because you never know if your country is next. And man, it's just beautiful to see Nico that we are continuously covering this story in real time, but also that the Bitcoin signal is spreading. Shit, we had uh, we had our boy Bobo Dread on on One Love Bitcoin yesterday, and he's going you know every corner of the world talking to Bitcoiners everywhere. And this isn't just uh, a phenomenon in in the Western world. You know, at what's it? What do we call it? The global South is waking up to it, and they are going to leapfrog any country that doesn't adopt Bitcoin. And it's just beautiful to see that Bitcoin has really brought in a fair playing field for everyone around the world. All entrepreneurs can now opt into the Bitcoin network and not be stolen from from their local government and their local political movements. Anyways, Nico, what's your thoughts, man? Yeah, man, beautiful. I, I dude, so inspiring by Abubakar. Uh, awesome Bitcoiner. We've had him on the show. This is, this is the fight. This is the fight for freedom. This is the peaceful revolution. This is what we're talking about. You know, in Nigeria, Bitcoin is not just a choice, you know, it's the only alternative, you know, and anybody who's against that, like you are, it's disgusting. How could you be against that? How could you want to force people to, uh, how could you want to force people to use money that has a 21% inflation rate. And again, it's not just the Nigerian government. You had that paper by the United Nations that specifically the name of the paper was, we must de-incentivize the adoption of cryptocurrencies in developing countries, right? It's like, and they, they, their recommendation is we have to re- rely on the heavy hand of regulation and we have to roll out these CBDCs. CBDCs don't solve inflation. They don't want to tell you that. They don't have an answer for that, right? So anyways, this is what we're here for. This is what the peaceful revolution is about. Such an inspiring story coming out of Nigeria. And we'll try to highlight these stories coming out of any, everywhere around the world, you know, because it's happening, especially if you live in the global South. Bitcoin for you is an absolute game changer.
Anyways, Wait, Nico, before we go, before we move on, uh, I, I feel I'm obligated to play this. You're against Bitcoin. You're against freedom. <laughs> All right, you can go. You can go. All right, everybody. Let's. <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's get to the meme review. I'm so excited to see uh, what Opti has today. The Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Kaboom Racks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboom Racks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboom Racks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboom Racks. Kaboom. Kaboom. <laughs> All right, you already know. It's the meme review. This is your favorite portion of the show where you guys send us memes, whether on Twitter or our Stop Telegram. How to do that feeling? <laughs> As we say all the time, uh, tweet to the bullets, memes to the artillery. We are in an information war, and it's upon us as individuals to continue to counter the FUD, to spread the Bitcoin signal, to wake more people up and pull them out of the fiat slave matrix. Anyways, wait, shouts out to Jeff Rosso. Uh, defund dystopia with Bitcoin. This is the way. All Bars. right, guys. So send us your memes first and foremost. Here is one by at the BTC therapist and he goes hashtag Bitcoin changes the narrative. And we got a, a Chad, uh, a Chad in the past. And he goes, my parents in their thirties, buy a home, start a family, me in my thirties, buy Bitcoin, fix the world, Oof. buy a home, start a family. This oh, is the way uh, I felt that. this one. I felt this one. All right. This next one is by <laughs> crypto fungus. And he goes, how much worse? Yeah, I'm yeah. going to, how much worse could it get? Um, we got a, a Wojak <laughs> with a small beard looking at Mashinsky and he goes, how much worse could it get? And then now he's looking even worse and he's looking at Doquan. Oh no, this is Zuzu. I forget what this guy's name is. He goes, how much worse can it get? And then another one, it's, it looks at SBF. He goes, how much worse can it get? And then again, it looks at Barry Silver and it goes, how much worse can it get? And it looks even worse. And then he's absolutely torn up and he's looking at the block and, and uh, block five blowing up. He goes, how much worse can it get? And then again, one more oh. time, we look, we look at the Winklevoss brothers and it goes, how much worse can he get? Oh my God, it can't get any worse. And here we are at the current moment looking at Silvergate. The power, the power of memes, bro. The how much worse memes. can it get? I don't even know. Who knows? This is why we tell you guys, take Bitcoin into self-custody. It's... Uh, yeah, the contagion's not over. I think that's where we'll leave it. Uh, shouts out to <laughs> Balasita. And he goes, made this with a picture of my dog being sad on his birthday. Mean review submission. And look at the sad dog with a little little clown hat on. And it goes, uh, shitcoin is realizing lightning kills their coins use case. Yes, I even got in an argument this morning on our Twitter because I put out, good morning, uh, everything but Bitcoin is a scam. And we still have people... Buying the shitcoin narratives that their coin is uh, much fast, much more faster. Going to five eighty nine, it's it's safer. It's you know it's cheaper. It's uh, it's not centralized, and it's like man, hey. All I could say in response was have fun staying poor. Anyways, this next one is by at Coinbitaps. 
And he goes, trying to time the market is a fool's errand. Just DCA, hashtag Bitcoin. And for the audio listeners, we got some spirals, some some loops. And it goes, the lesson you struggle with will repeat itself until you learn from it. And you opt out of the madness and you take Bitcoin into self-custody, you DCA, or you lump some every week into your paycheck. You you smash that like or the, the smash buy button and you take your Bitcoin into self-custody and you never spend it. Anyways, this next one by at Priceton BTC, he goes, it be like that. Hashtag Bitcoin. And we got a girls with time machine. I am your granddaughter. Really? And it goes, boys with time machine, sell your dollars for Bitcoin. And you see right here. Uh, the the price of your dollar and how much it buys in sats. Your dollar is getting wrecked. But hey, apparently people still don't understand that this is the reality reality of the world right now. All right, this next one is by Iwuram Mitchell. And he goes, the measure of a man is what he does with his power. Be kind, help others with it. At Hoddle Tarantula. I think, I think this is a Hoddle Tarantula quote, but... It's the Bitcoin warrior. Looks like a Roman warrior with a Bitcoin shield and the sword of truth. All right, this next one. I really like this one by memeing Bitcoin. It goes, the first Bitcoin mind, and it's just a Bitcoin logo, but it's the Big Bang. This is a whole new world. This is the explosion of the Bitcoin peaceful revolution in picture form. It looks like it might even be like an AI drawing. Anyways, drop your meme review score chat in Wait, meme review score in the chat, and we will cover it live. Okay, I didn't, I didn't prepare my meme review score. So, Nico, you do your meme review score. And actually, I got it. I got it. I got it. It's my, oh. it's my dad hat. Represent simply oh. Bitcoin dad hat. Oh, all right. I'm gonna give it our new sponsor, Bitplates. Guys, don't store your seed on paper. Paper sucks. You want to store your seed on metal, marine grade, bro. Look at this. You stamp it in, your seed ain't going anywhere. Visit bitplates.com slash simplybitcoin. Anyways, uh, that's my score. And I also want to tell you guys about Represent. Check out our sponsor, Represent. Opti and I wear the merch every single day. You can take advantage of the promo code simply-bitcoin. Get yourself a big discount. Anything on the representltd.com. Also, the Simply Bitcoin merch that dropped. It's freaking awesome. Opti, let's get to some of the scores. But first, Epic Music. I, I don't have any meme review scores, just a bunch of meme review, uh, fire meme reviews, fire memes, love this meme, hold on, epic memes, but where is the meme review scores? <laughs> Those are the scores. Oh, here we go, here we go, we, we got, got one. one. The P-Man van, I give the man, I give the memes a big kaboom rack slap. There we go. All right. One score for today? I guess it is really- Oh, oh wait, wait, they're all coming in. They're all coming in. Is this super delayed today? I think it totally is. It okay, Elaine, I gave the memes the Bitcoin revolution coming to every country and a household near you. Okay, very nice, very nice. Next one, Bitcoin Becca. I give the memes a fresh Opti fade. Okay, okay. Bars. Becca knows, Becca knows. Becca, Opti ain't a billionaire yet. Uh, <laughs> J-Dub the Laker, 21 mil. She's taking, she's making Sammy's for her man. Come on, Nico, come on. I give the memes the engagement. Opti bought Christine, Christine Lagarde that I bought a, bought in a pawn shop in LA because Christine said no. Dude, I'm still down bad, J-Dub, still down bad. All right, last, uh, we got two more memes. Uh, Opti gets canceled, starts new show called Complicated Bitcoin Meme Descriptions. <laughs> 
shout out Fiat Disrespector, SpongeBob SquarePants. The last meme was the beginning of life. And Igor, I score the memes a two sat Biden transactions with Moon and Mr. Oh, Robot. Oh, I Rate was. I got wrecked. We're My supposed bad. to read the fountain. <laughs> I completely forgot today. I apologize. Oh, I apologize. Yes. Yeah, oh, totally man. blanked on that one. Wrecked. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Having too much fun. Guys, wow. check out Simply Bitcoin's I'm blog. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's all good, dude. Hold on. Hold on. Hold <laughs> on. Like, this is this is for me. Malaka. We'll do it. We'll do it Monday. We'll do it Monday. We'll do it Monday. Anyways, guys, uh, check out Simply Bitcoin Unfiltered, suburban version of this show. Shout out to our amazing teams of team of writers. There's so many of you guys now. By the way, guys, if you want your if you want an article. Hit us up over Twitter DM and we will publish it. Also, check out Simply Bitcoin's Telegram group. Absolutely free. T.me slash Simply Bitcoin TV. It's a party in there. Shout out to Darth Coin. By the way, guys, if you're missing the spaces and you still want to interact with Bitcoiners, Darth Coin holds them over the weekend. So don't want to miss Simply Bitcoin's Telegram group. It's free. Literally, what are you waiting for? Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another week of Simply Bitcoin Live. We absolutely love doing this, but it wouldn't be possible without you guys. So we appreciate all the love, all the sats that you guys have streamed us. It's literally what keeps us on the air. If you really want to support us, subscribe to our Substack. but everything we do is free anyways. But it is an option. Love you all, and we will see you on Monday for a whole new week of Simply Bitcoin Live. Also, hang out with us on Twitter Spaces, which we are co-hosting with our friends over at swanbitcoin.com. We're holding it down until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Opti does his thing. You know he does his thing. Anyways, love you all. We'll see you Monday. Peace. Enjoy your weekend.